Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I don't know where water comes from. This week, we talk about everything, nothing, I don't know, everything that we don't know, and laugh our way to oblivion with ignorance masks all over our face. So, ignorance is bliss. Well, yes and no. I'm incredibly loud right now. Goodness gracious, are we better now? Okay, great. That was that was loud. Um, ignorance is bliss. Well, yes and no. Life is stupid and nothing is ever simple or nothing ever has a simple answer, does it? I mean, here we are on this podcast talking about meditation, happiness, and acceptance. And the way to be happy is to stop wanting to be happy. The way to accept and practice non-attachment is to not want to practice non-attachment. Nothing is easy and nothing is simple and everything sucks. Ignorance is not knowing. Being unaware of a thing or situation, being unaware of some bit of knowledge, we've all heard it before, ignorance is bliss. And honestly, for the most part, this is true. If you're wondering how I'm going to talk about 20 minutes on this topic, I'm not. This is going to be one of those multiple small topics episode. We have three topics here, some I've touched on before. We'll go over it briefly uh, in this one. Uh, Let's bring up a hypothetical person, Timmy. Timmy is pretty stupid really stupid and timmy gets bullied nothing physical they just make fun of him now and then maybe they say that he has a face like a kneecap that's an inside joke but timmy doesn't know what bullying means heck the guy doesn't even know what being mean is that's how dumb he is the kid is so dumb and optimistic that he doesn't know he's getting bullied he laughs with the people that bully him like it's all a funny joke. Timmy may as well not be getting bullied because he's living his life like an absolute and utter chad. He may be an idiot, but that idiosity combined with incredible optimism and joy, this guy is legitimately blissful because he doesn't know what's happening at all. And in this way, ignorance definitely can be bliss. You'd probably be a bit more optimistic and hunky-dory if you never heard about a single crime in your life. You'd be a lot more willing to take risks if you didn't know the consequences. You're a lot more open to doing things if you don't know about what could happen that wouldn't be great for you. This is why ad campaigns for cigarettes back in the day focus on how they're going to kill you. And they did a pretty good job. Smoking is pretty low compared to what it used to be. There's a chance, of course, that the consequence of an action can be great for you, and you're actually less blissful than you could be if you know something. Knowledge isn't always depressing. It's just usually depressing. The first step in learning stuff is adopting nihilism. That's a fun fact. Now, the no part of about ignorance being bliss. Although ignorance can be bliss, and it is bliss for the most part, The point in which ignorance becomes not bliss is when you're ignorant about something and you know you're ignorant about it. What happens then is this tension. You know that you don't know something and you know your brain will become quite pessimistic and your brain hates you. If you haven't learned that, you're either a child or you've never experienced post-nut clarity. What happens when you're in this situation is that instead of bliss, you feel anxiety and stress. Your brain will jump to some possible not great conclusions. And even if you're a more level-headed, not catastrophic type of person, that possibility, that chance, it is the bad route, 
it'll eat at you. It'll make you wonder. It'll make you think it will torture you. Because as much as ignorance is a bliss, an even more powerful saying is that curiosity killed the cat. That's when ignorance becomes anxiety. When you become aware of that ignorance, that's when you lose the bliss. It's not knowledge that will ruin it. It's the realization that there is knowledge. There's definitely times where you will be, you may be completely okay with not knowing things. Some people are cool enough and phlegmatic enough to do that. Phlegmatic, there's a fun vocab word for the day. Where was I? How is that? Phlegmatic. Some people are cool enough and phlegmatic enough to do that. There are other times when people learn that they know something when they learn the thing. A lot of times you skip the step of knowing you don't know and you learn the knowledge directly. So uh, did I, depending on the information and the situation, that's a lot better. So for example, if you don't know something, generally you realize you don't know it when you figure the thing out. If you didn't know that the thing that makes you warm isn't just the sun existing, I mean, I guess it kind of is. I, I, what, am I, what am I trying to say? If you know that uh, the sun is, sun is yellow, is our sun yellow? Actually, I think our sun is red. Our sun is red. That's, I, that, that, I, yes, no, may, God dang it, now I got to look it up. I'm reasonably sure that is red. Oh, wow, wow. Well, I I am uh, just completely wrong, isn't it? Uh, th- there's different stages of sun color, though. Okay, well, this is just upsetting. Fine, okay. The sun is white. All right, screw me, huh? Um, the sun is white. Great to know. It's not yellow or red. The sun is white. So <laughs> it looks it looks yellow or red. I mean, depending on the day, it can look like a lot of things. There's, the stars have life cycles. There's red giants. And I, I thought that they're supposed to be a color, but I guess stars are just white because of effing light and all the stupid physics. Physics is dumb. Who made physics? Um, Newton. No. But uh, say you don't know what color the sun is. It looks yellow and you think it's yellow. And usually you're ignorant. I mean, granted, this being ignorant about what color the sun is isn't really going to make you very bliss or not bliss. That I don't think it matters much. But generally, when you, you don't figure out that you don't know what color the sun is until someone says, see, oh, the sun's not yellow, it's white. No one's just going to say, oh, the sun's not yellow, move on, so just period. And then they walk away just to leave you there. It's like, well, well what the frick, what color is it then? What do you mean? You can't just say that and leave. But yeah, th- there's an example and the sun's white, I guess. There's another fun fact for the episode. But generally, uh, when you... <laughs> If someone told you the sun's not yellow and walked away, that would suck, okay? That's that's not a good time. Uh, and so there's a shot that what you don't know isn't that bad and all the anxiety and stress you feel when you do realize that you don't know something, but you don't know what you don't know. I don't know how much of this makes sense at all. When you realize that you are unaware of information and you know that will cause that anxiety and stress. But the thing is, a lot of times the anxiety and stress is not caused just by the simple fact that you don't know. It's the catastrophizing and the fact that your brain will usually look for negative, just the way that we're primed we generally just, due to a cautious nature, we're going to be pessimistic, right? There's like, oh, the sun's not white. Uh, is it going to blow up? I mean, one day it will. But, uh, you know, it's just that 
there's there's gonna be a negative consequence that like eats at you and you'll if you don't know it you'll just get like super worried and sometimes you get worried about nothing so in conclusion look ignorance is bliss sometimes it's not next topic oh god let's bring up another hypothetical who man okay we had timmy let's say i don't know kimmy kimmy is a who man being as one is and she likes to eat food as one does she especially likes to eat food when she's hungry crazy the thing is she doesn't enjoy being hungry. It's not an especially coveted experience for her. But the thing is that when she's hungry, she feels like she could eat a horse. And after she stuffs her face with Zaxby's again, as one does, she feels incredibly full. She doesn't like this feeling of being full either. Kimmy basically is never satisfied with her state of hunger. Either she's full or she's hungry. When she's hungry, she wants to continue eating because that makes sense. When she's full, she feels like she will never eat food again. Kimmy is never satisfied. And you know what? This is when I realize that humans have a really hard time being satisfied. You've heard it before, and if you haven't, you will now. Humans are incredibly adaptive creatures. I made a video on this topic on my YouTube channel, my personal one, the Mashmore Kabir channel, many months ago. So if you want to hear this again, but with me sitting in front of my desk, uh, go ahead and watch that video. Because now you're watching me sitting behind my desk. Wild. But yeah, the, when I was... Uh, I don't know what age, probably it was either 15 or 17, somewhere there. I was, I ate, I was really hungry one day and I thought, wow, this really sucks. Like, I don't, this isn't fun. Who, who wants to be hungry? And then I ate a bunch of food and then I was full and I was like, holy crap, I can't eat anything. I'm never going to eat again. Like I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm literally never putting another piece of food in my face ever. I'm done. GG. Good game. I'm, 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 I've done it. You know, I've curbied my way. I'm like, this food is going to last me forever. And in those two states of being, because it's only like this very small state where I eat, I'm a really quick eater. So I ate, I was really hungry. I thought I could eat everything. I thought I could eat the world. And then I ate a few bits of food. Honestly, my stomach's not that big, even though I'm fat. Like I honestly, I can't eat very much before I get full, but I became full and I thought, oh, I can't eat anything ever again. And the the issue was that's when I realized, like, wow, like no one, you can't be satisfied. You just can't be like, I'm, I'm not happy when I'm hungry and I'm not happy when I'm full. Like there's no, like what the frick? There's no state, like, am I happy while I'm eating? Well, not really, because I feel like I'm wasting my time. I don't like the process of eating. I think it's, it sucks. That's why I do it so quickly. So this created this weird like oh this was this was when i realized that human beings just are really bad at being satisfied nothing is ever enough either you're unsatisfied because you have nothing or you're unsatisfied because you have not enough there there's i don't know man human beings can never be satisfied and it kind of sucks like i said human beings are incredibly adaptive creatures i made a video on the topic but people generally aren't satisfied for longer than i don't know a few moments you get a raise and you're satisfied for a bit and then you start wanting more you buy a nice car you're satisfied for a bit and then you start wanting more human beings always want more some people call this ambition others call it greed and you may think that this is necessary without ambition without greed without wanting more will you become stagnant what reason do you have to improve to do better at work to want to get more done you need this ambition this greed people wanting more is a way to go from survival to prosperity it makes enough sense evolutionarily but desire is also what causes us suffering especially failure to attain that desire at the very least desire prevents most people 
from satisfaction. To assist with this, I'll posit a few ideas. Of course, the full chub idea is to let go of all desires, want nothing, throw away desire and ambition. It's all part of the ego and you should eliminate that ego. Now that everyone is mad at me, let's get to the other ideas. Also, if you do want to eliminate ambition and ask your, you know, ask yourself, why would I even get out of bed if I had no ambition? If I wanted nothing, if I had no reason to, to want or if I had no desire, what's the point of getting out of bed? You can only find the answer to that question once you've eliminated all of that ambition. I'm, I'm just as disappointed as you, to be honest. Uh, other than that, I don't think that ambition and satisfaction need to be mutually exclusive. I think that you can go ahead and be satisfied with life and what you have earned while also wanting and working for more. The key is to not get bogged down if you fail. The last one is to chill out. My last positive idea, okay? Be okay with where you are and keep working to betterment for no reason than, you know, why not? Who knows? Let's read the Xerbia quote from and then we'll be okay. Quote, I didn't see him because he doesn't exist. Did you really think there was some evil snake on a mountain bringing death and misery into the village? Did you really think that the world was so simple that only one thing is responsible for all the bad days? God, what is it with you lot? You have everything, you know that? And you spit on it. Like living in some enormous mansion and one day you find a chipped brick so you burn the whole dang house down. The old woman said, your species, mine once too. We must be the only creatures allergic to happiness. We ruled the galaxy a long time ago and still quivered over who got more ice cream for dessert. Still wanted to pretend we didn't come from the mud. Still couldn't accept that meaning and solace aren't to be found in the heavens, but in the trenches of everyday living. We'll know everything and then we'll be okay. We'll kill everything and then we'll be okay. We'll forget everything and then we'll be okay. We'll live forever and then we'll be okay. We'll cling to everyone and then we'll be okay. And even then we weren't okay because that's not how the game works. Great quote, end quote. Finally, Occam's Razor. You've heard of this before. Uh, I'm not going to make time. This is... This has never happened before. That's not true. It's happened before. Finally, Occam's razor. You've heard of this before. You probably heard that the simplest explanation is most often the correct one. That's kind of true, but not really. It, it doesn't say that exactly. The philosophy, the, the idea of Occam's razor, the, the Occam guy, he didn't really mean it by that way. By that way. He didn't mean it that way. In actuality, it actually in actuality it actually says that the crazy answers are not very likely. We've simplified this to reverse it, so we just complemented it. But the thing that the thing is that the philosophy is called Occam's razor for a reason. Occam's razor is supposed to cut assumptions that are less likely. So if you find a dollar bill, you know, this is an example you might have heard if you heard of Occam razors. If you find a dollar bill in your pants after you wash them, yes, aliens may have put them there or you left them when you washed your pants. Occam's razor doesn't say that the second option is the true one. Occam's razor doesn't say you washed your, you left them there and you washed your pants, therefore that is the correct solution. Occam's razor 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 rather says that in order to believe in the explanation that aliens put them there, because that's a simple enough explanation, an alien put it there. Okay, fair enough. Then we have to assume A, aliens are real. 
And, you know, I believe aliens are real too, but we have to assume that they, they exist. So that's an assumption still, because we don't know for a fact. Then we have to assume that they have the technology to somehow zip a dollar bill into your pants. Then we have to assume that they got a dollar bill. Then we have to assume that they know where your house is. And I don't know, maybe they broke in. Maybe they have technology. We have to assume that they can somehow come to earth or interact with earth there's way there's so many assumptions there and then for the only assumption we have to make for the idea that you just left it in your pants is that the the assumption is that you forgot that you left it in your pants because you found it and you, you, you're a bit surprised so occam's razor doesn't say that the simple explanation is the best one occam's razor says that the explanation with the most assumptions should be disregarded or better yet the uh, the solution or explanation with the least assumptions is the most likely or at least the most or the best starting point. A lot of times it isn't about finding a solution. It's about finding a starting point. Where is it? Uh, is this most, not most, this is most likely, but it may not be the entire solution. Like we said earlier, life sucks. Everything's complicated and there's rarely a straight answer. So answers are hard and you simple solutions are really cool. But if those simple solutions make 50 assumptions to get there, they either aren't true or they aren't a constant generally. So Occam's razor is actually meant to narrow down your search rather than give you a solution of your options. Honestly, that's all I got for that. There's Here's a philosophy you've heard about a million times, and I just told you that it's wrong and what it actually means. I'm glad that we've all learned something. Today we learned that nihilism is the first thing to adopt if you want to be a smart person. We learn that the sun is white and we learn that everything you know is wrong. I'm glad that we've gotten those lessons through. What I've learned is that you should hit like and subscribe and hit the five star button in whatever app you're listening to this. I'm still watching Code Yes. I'm going to finish. I don't know when, maybe in two to three days. School has been really rough this week, and I think it will be really rough next week. I have to take two exams. I have to take one exam, one quiz, and possibly another exam. It's kind of up to how fast I move. But yeah, a lot of work, really dumb, really not fun. It's a bad time. If you want to learn some keyboard shortcuts in Notion, there was a video on my YouTube channel about that last week so you can go give that a watch if you're interested in learning notion keyboard shortcuts a lot of those keyboard shortcuts work everywhere especially in the mac os system but yeah uh, two weeks away from my summer semester being over so that's uh you know that's cool i guess i got i got two tests and one quiz and one assignment paper and then a bunch of random module things and then i'm done so Hopefully that that response paper will get done next week. Quiz will get done next week. Exam three will get done next week. And then I have to do a final exam and then another exam the week after that. I mean, it's all, it just all sucks, really. Uh, I, I bought some new cards. That will be coming later. That's fun. Maybe you'll see that if you watch the video version. Aside from that, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I will talk at you next week. Actually, will I? Yeah, this episode is going to be under 19 minutes. This is going to be the first under 19 minute episode in a long, long time. A short one. Next week is going to be on Oyasumi Pun Pun. All right, so be ready for that one. That's going to 
be depressing. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I will talk at you next week. Much love. Occam's your razor. Peace.